0: Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za
1: for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I have with me in studio Mr. Richard Bailey. And as usual, we're going to have an awesome, lacquer, casual technical discussion. Richard, thanks for joining me in studio and uh,
2: welcome. Thanks, Willem. Always a pleasure, man. Um, yeah, As always, I look forward to these and uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, talk about it. We'll
1: give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this.
0: Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away. Exclusively for Android users. Drip
1: drip tray overflow um, is what we're going to discuss today. And and I want to start off by saying that we all know what a drip tray is and, and, and why a drip tray overflow is needed. So I want to ask you, Richard, what new information, what additional information can you give us around drip tray overflows?
2: Yeah, uh, you know what, it's it's something that has just it's one of those things that has been almost just forgotten about and overlooked for decades. I mean from when I was an apprentice, you know drip tray overflow was the last thing you'd think about in a geeze installation. Everything else when everything else is sorted um it's the last thing that you as an installer kind of have to worry about uh, before you leave site, you know. So it's been um it's been maligned to sort of uh, secondary importance status, I think, if we could call it that, uh, it, for, for decades, and it's one of those things. So we have come across, and we've all installed it. I've myself have installed it. Uh, you know, bad decisions about the quality of pipe and the type of pipe. So it's something that we that that is is fully covered within the standards, and uh, we can talk about things like material of of the pipe uh the support that it requires to be properly installed when i say support i mean the pipe support you know the, the 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 holding of it um the size of the pipe the fall of the pipe because it is in fact a a drainage pipe and then the position of discharge so those things the material the support the size the fall and the discharge position i think we can talk about yeah absolutely
1: uh, 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 but clearly, by the sounds of it, it sounds like just because there is a pipe doesn't necessarily mean that it is compliant or fit for the purpose that it is used for.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, that there's a there's that um, LDPE. It's a low density polyethylene pipe that uh, you can buy in rolls, and uh, that is prevalent, and we find it so often that that is just uh, just slotted into the. A drip tray and left in the ceiling to its own devices, and it's it's all wonky and everything like that. So just because there is a pipe there, it, you're correct. It doesn't mean to say that it is in fact installed correctly and that it complies
1: and fit for the purpose
2: and fit for purpose, yeah.
1: All right. So you've mentioned a couple of the uh, aspects that can be taken or should be can taken into consideration when we're looking at uh, whether a, a pipe that is put into a drip tray overflow, uh, whether it is compliant or fit for the purpose that it is used for. So let's start with the material. What what are the guidelines here?
2: Okay. So this might be something that um, not everybody knows, but the, the 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 overflow from a drip tray is is um, covered. In the drainage standards, sands one o two five two stroke two, it's just, it's not covered. Yes, it is kind of covered in one o two five four, which is the geyser installation, but the materials and the support and all that falls under drainage. So you've got to go look at sands one o two five two, and what it says about the types of pipe that you're going to be using there. So it talks about the material. There's lots of. Uh, Possible materials that one can use for drainage installations. Um, most commonly, if we're going to make it compliant, obviously, and most cheaply, is the PVC that we use. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's deemed acceptable for above-ground use. They speak to being able to support it properly, but we'll get to that. But the general premise for... The choice of material is that it must be strong enough for for whatever it is expected to do. It must be mm-hmm. durable enough. So it must be able to last the lifespan or the expected lifespan of the system and remain watertight for the expected lifespan of the system. And, of course, when we say that, we're talking about the system. So not just the pipe not talking about a hole developing in the pipe. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the methodology of joining it, the the the, the uh, yeah the jointing methods. Is that going to remain watertight for the duration of the system, the lifespan of the system? You you can have. I mean, the the standards actually allow you to use a number of different types of materials. For example, galvanized mild steel, but the, the proper galvanized, the one that is properly threaded and and so on. So good luck. Spending a day and a half installing a drip tray overflow. If you're going to do it out of galvanised, you can use. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but these are. So these are. It, it, what I'm. What I'm. The point I'm trying to make is that uh, yes, there are more than there is more than one option. Rather than PVC to be able to use in a in a drainage system, but I mean, if you're going to go and do it in cast iron or galvanized or copper for that matter, have fun. Um, please call me. My number is one two three four five six because I want to come and look at that uh, drip tray overflow. Now, I jest, but but look, the 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 most common and the cheapest thing is to use PVC. Um, it is acceptable. Um, we talk about above ground and soil and vent. PVC waste pipe, and and that is acceptable. So, but, but, but what is important to realize is that the standards tell us what can and cannot be used. It's not my decision.
1: Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this plumber training
0: has never been easier with articulated plumber courses enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn cpd points our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram at articulated plumber
1: Richard, as from a consumer's perspective, I want to ask whether you know you say you a uh, p p v c that can be used for for drift tray overflow pipes um certainly i mean it's p v c certainly the the p v c that we are referring to or speaking of um, makes provision to to uh how can I put it, accommodate the heat of the water. Because, I mean, after all, we're talking about a geyser drip tray and a geyser drip tray overflow pipe.
2: Yeah, um, the, yes, correct. Heat is certainly a factor. We're not talking about um, huge temperatures. Remember that a geyser has its own uh, set of valves, etc., that that are there to safeguard it, in in certainly in terms of... Uh, excess temperature the tp should open up and that's a different pipe but uh yes mm. certainly if there's leakage from the geyser that geyser can be at 60 degrees and yeah you've got to you've got to allow for um you've got to use a material that is suitable for for the for the expected conditions that it would need to um fulfill so yeah temperature does certainly come into it and especially with yeah, especially with a, a, a nasty pipe like LDPE, um, it has got a, it's got a behaviour that um, materials scientists call creep, and and it it slowly but surely uh, changes its structure and its shape to conform to its surroundings. So even though today you would um, fasten it properly, um, you come back in three years' time and it has now bowed. In between all these brackets, because it's got that particular behaviour. Uh, not so with PVC. So PVC um, is is far far preferable. In fact, yeah. Well, let's not go too deeply into that. But yes,
1: for sure. All right. So obviously, material the you know the type of material of the pipe plays a big role. Um, what about the requirements for pipe support? Do these requirements change with with the material of the pipe that is used?
2: Yeah. Absolutely, Uh, and I'm not going to go and give you all the requirements, but if you have a look at uh, at the standards, um, uh, SANS 10252-2, they they give you, there are tables there, and they give you the uh, allowed or maximum allowable distances between supports for various types of pipe. I will give you what they say about PVC, given that it is the most common type. So if you use if you are using 40-millimeter PVC pipe, uh, the brackets need to be a maximum of 0.6 meters, in other words, 600 millimeters apart. Okay. And if you're using 50-millimeter pipe, uh, the brackets must be a maximum of one meter apart from one another. So if if it's 40 mil, 600 mil, and if it's 50 mil pipe, one meter. So what does that mean, Willem? I mean, if you've got a pipe and you need to support it every 600 mil and you've got three or four meters to travel, um, is there going to be sufficient timber in that roof space for you to be able to put a bracket mm. every 600 mil? Well, if there isn't, you need to uh, insert that uh, that timber. You need to put yeah. it there. So, yeah, uh, it, it often means that you need to install additional timber Supports underneath the pipe in order to give it um, sufficient brackets as well as the fall. Quite interesting.
1: You mentioned you mentioned the two different sizes uh, of the PVC when you when you touched based on the on the, on the PVC. Um, what are the guidelines here?
2: Okay. Well, the reason I mentioned the two sizes is because there's a there's a a, a, a lot of um, conflicting uh, out there, and 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 a lot of uh, excellent plumbers, and not not that uh, you know a lot of good plumbers conf- are confused with the sizes and what is allowed to be used. Some say that mm, you you have to have um, a minimum of 50 mil pipe, and others say no, you can have 40. Well, I can tell you that wh- all I can tell you is what the standards say. So the standards. This is now we revert back to the Giza installation standard and that is sands 10254 uh, subsection 5.1.2.3 and that requires that the drip tray overflow pipe is able to discharge at 40 liters per minute that's the requirement it goes on to say furthermore that it does require a minimum fall of one in a hundred so if you as the installer can show that it uh, that the pipe discharges at, at at least forty liters per minute and that it has a fall of one in a hundred, then you're golden. You fulfilled the requirements of the of the drainage system or of the uh, drip tray overflow. Because that's what the requirements are. Nowhere in one hundred two five four does it say that the minimum size must be 50 mil pipe? It doesn't say that. Mm. Or 40 mil di- uh, nominal, should we say, because they would have termed it as a nominal size. But anyway, so it doesn't say that. It says 40 liters a minute, and it says 1 in 104. I've done a tech talk on, on this, uh, which is a little bit of a, a – probably the same length, but there are there's um, a bunch of pictures that I used, and I did an experiment whereby I measured the flow from from – From the drip tray, I put in 40 litres a minute and I attached various configurations of pipes with sizes, bends, all different configurations. And I found that the number one most important factor is the fall. And that fall must start right from the get-go, right from the tray. So if you have a tray which is too low in the roof and your your pipe is flat, you're not going to achieve that flow rate, no matter what size that pipe is. You've got to have a fall. And it's got to be um, continuous. You can't have a belly or a bow or a or a kink in that pipe. Um, And that, to me, is the most important thing. So, just to uh, dispel any um, uh, confusion regarding minimum size requirements, there is no size requirements, but there is um, forty liters per minute is the minimum discharge, which is a lot of water. Trust me. So. Yes, I would always mm. lean towards larger pipe diameter. Yes, I, I would agree that it is better practice. Um, but I can't, as an auditor, go to site and say, oh, you've got a forty mil pipe; that's a fail." I can't yeah. do that. I have to yeah. show that it that it is incapable of of transporting forty liters per minute.
1: And at that fall, the minimum fall.
2: At, at at that fall, yes, hundred yeah. uh, percent. But 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 that goes hand in glove because it wouldn't. Uh, allow for forty liters per minute if it didn't have a fall. I, trust me, I've I've seen it. It simply will not. So if there is a if there's a lack of fall, I can I can bet my bottom dollar that that will not discharge at the at the proper rate.
1: So at the end of the day, it's up to the plumber to show that the size, the gradient, and the configuration, as well as the length of the pipe, allows for that.
2: Correct. That is the onus. The onus is on the plumber to show for that. Uh, because that's the requirement of the of the standards. This is the only thing we can uh, 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 compare it to, compare the installation to, should I say?
1: Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this.
0: Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za.
1: So Richard, you mentioned discharge position. Um, is this addressed in the standards too?
2: Yes, it is. Um, in, in 102.54 as well, uh, which is the Giza installation standard, I think it's 5.1.2.2. It says it's got to go outside of the building uh, in a visible position. So, again, you know, we've got to be able to tell whether or not something is going uh, haywire on the Giza. If, if, if something's running into the tray continually, I need to be alerted of that fact as a consumer, as a homeowner. I need to be able to mm. visibly see it. Um, There are challenges when it comes to multi-story dwellings, etc., and there they use, um, yeah, well, there's always this thing called the rational design. Okay, remember what Mm -hmm. um, SANS 10254 says about us as installers, if there are situations that… Is impossible for us to adhere to strictly adhere to the standards, then we shall acquire a rational design. So, if it's a multi story thing, we don't want all these drip trays overflowing into the outside wall, I guess. So, they'll come up with another solution, whether it's an air gap and a tundish and a trap or whatever the case may be. Um, uh, that, that's uh, that's up to the uh, engineer and they will. Uh, produce a rational design to which we will then plumb and that's okay
1: just before wrapping up this conversation have a listen to this we'd like to encourage our audience to follow articulated plumber on instagram and facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have our handle on both instagram and facebook is articulate it plumber richard once again um what an awesome discussion we had, and what what uh, what great information you've shared. I want to thank you for sharing this information and for your time and your effort in 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 doing these podcasts with me. Uh, I think for from a from a consumer's perspective, a uh, very interesting information that you've shared in this podcast, uh, and in this discussion, and and from a installer's pers- uh, perspective. Uh, very valuable information that you've shared. So thanks for that. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the information shared.
2: It's only a pleasure, Willem. As always, I mean, these are things that I look forward to and I really do enjoy. So no, it's only a pleasure and it's a pleasure doing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So am I looking forward to our next lack of technical discussion. And uh, I want to say also thanks to the audience for having tuned in and listened. I hope that this uh, has brought some value to you. I do believe so, actually.
0: Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like
2: Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.